Good morning, church. How is everybody doing? Got a big congregation this morning. We should be loud, right? Good morning, church. How are we doing this morning? It's Christmas time, right? Are you guys excited? Come on. Are you excited for Christmas? Oh, man, there's nothing like it. Talking about why Christmas um, this past month. Um, amazing to experience the last few messages of worship and witness. And uh, I'm going to kind of maybe put a, an exclamation point on the witness and kind of speak a part two on witness. I'm really excited about that. Can we stand for a second? You say, Dustin, that was the last time we were supposed to stand. <laughs> we give you all the glory. We come on, just lift your worship. Come on, we're not done. We we all the glory. You alone are worthy. Come on, we sing together. For you alone. Come on, just give them all of your worship, your attention. You Come on, worship him now. You alone. You what we just did there. There was no music. There was no reverb. There was no mix. And we ushered in the presence of God in this room because we worship. I try to tell every, every person that, that I talk to about leading worship, and the whole point is to get God's people, God's church, to sing. That's the whole point of why we do what we do, is to get you, not trick you, but just, just encourage you to sing. Because when you sing, oh, you don't even know what happens in the Spirit. Let's just take a second and ponder the things of God. Take a second contemplate the Lord. Your phone will be all right. Everything will be all right. Can we just abide? Ask the Lord what you need. He says, I'll supply all your needs. Paul writes that when he's in prison, that God will supply all my needs. What does that mean? Oh, he will supply everything your soul longs for, needs. Right here, right now. Christmas time is here. Have you stopped to be thankful? Have you stopped to be grateful to actually worship Jesus for the holiday that we're celebrating? We love you, Jesus. Come on, it might feel uncomfortable, but I believe in intimacy with Jesus. Can you just say, I love you, Jesus. I, I love you, Jesus. I'm thankful for what you're doing in my life, even when I can't see it and even when I can't feel it. God, I believe in what you're doing. In Jesus' name, amen. Slap someone, say high five. Uh, give them a high five, do something. <laughs> high five, high five. Slap hands, slap hands. <laughs> At the water boy, slap hands, slap hands. 
Why? Why Christmas? You guys are beautiful today. Why Christmas? I got a haircut, if you haven't noticed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a lot of people are like, man, thank the Lord he finally cut that hair. The Christian witness in Christmas is incredible. I mean, think about this. The representation of Christianity, and I know it's supposed to be a, a holiday about Jesus and all that, but we make it about Santa, and that's all right. That's cool. But think about the representation, the similarities, the wonder, the mystery, the spirit, the joy, the hope. The life, expectation, anticipation, the singing, the dancing, the waiting. When you're a kid, the waiting for December 25th, Christmas Eve, the family, the celebration. Think about that. What I'm talking about today is Christmas as a witness. What I believe is it's our turn. We talked about the past. We talked about um, in, the, in the third century, I believe it was, or, or whatever, where, where it changed the course of an entire empire. This religion wasn't more, more or less, it wasn't really a religion. It was a relationship. This way of Jesus changed an entire empire by the way that they worshiped, by the way that they acted. And I believe it can be our turn. What do I mean by that? I believe the way we live this month I thought about this in December. If you noticed, I haven't led worship all this month. Um, nothing, I just, I absolutely love it, but I was taking kind of a, a Sabbath month of just sitting and resting in the Lord. But I was thinking that I believe the way that we live this month can be a billboard to the world, a shining light about what life looks like following Jesus. No, it's not the gifts, although the Lord is a giver, isn't he? And we say amen. It's not the shopping. It's not the hustle and the bustle and the hurry. It is the joy to the world. It is the silent night. The silent night. It is, oh, holy night. Oh, night divine, his power and glory evermore proclaim. Even just saying those lyrics and the title of those songs take you to a place. The Grinch says this, maybe Christmas doesn't come from a store. Maybe Christmas perhaps means a little bit more. The Grinch, is that a first in the message? I don't know. I want to be the first. That'd be cool. But let me ask you this. I believe we, in a billboard. I believe in a witness to the world. What, what Christianity is like by the way that we live this month. Or the, even, even at, it's the 22nd, so we're kind of late. Nine more days. We could live like this. But let me ask you this. Are we too busy? Are we too preoccupied, too distracted that, that we may miss what this is all about? We may miss the moment. We may miss December 22nd, December 23rd, December 24th, and maybe even December 25th of 2019. Because... <laughs> 
we are incredibly distracted, incredibly in a hurry, and extremely thinking ahead. I want us to stop. That's why I had to stop and just worship, just abide in the Lord. Because I'm a big believer in this. And this is, if you know me, this is not, this is not what comes first to my nature, this, this stop and abide and rest. I'll talk about that a little bit more later, but if anyone knows me, I'm disciplined. I'm up real early for everybody. What does Chantel say? The butt crack at dawn or something? Is that? I mean, that, that's, that's the way that I live my life. I'm disciplined. I want to be disciplined. I want to be looked at as a hard worker. And, but I don't want to be too busy. And I want to be present in the moment, don't you? I want to enjoy this Christmas. I don't want Christmas. It always does. It comes and it goes. You're like, where did it go? Something, ha- something powerful happened around 2,000 years ago. A beautiful gift to us. A present from God. Oh, what a beautiful gift. And it might not be what you're thinking about on a Christmas day, but let's open our Bibles to Acts chapter 1. I like the pages flipping. Okay, Ollie. Ollie's got his actual Bible here today. I like it. And you can just flip in your phone, keep it on silent. The rest of you guys, I believe the NIV. Acts chapter 1, verses 4 to 5, and then we'll talk about 6 through 8. And this is Jesus talking before his ascension. And he says, Do not leave Jerusalem. But wait, everybody say wait. wait. For the gift, everybody say gift. Yes. My father, everybody, I'm just kidding. <laughs> the, my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. The same words used for baptizing someone in a river is the same word used to baptize in the Holy Spirit. What's important for us to know in this is that Jesus would like us to wait. He would like His disciples and all the believers that when Jesus died, they were scattered. Jesus rises again on the third day and then He discusses a few things with them. And He tells them this thing. He says, stay together and wait. This is very important because this is hard for someone that's impatient like me. Are you? In in the year 2019, are you impatient? I mean, I remember Christmas and it was like, come on. Like December 25th, it's like the last days and it's like, if there was a kid in here, they're probably like, man, the 22nd is taking forever. We're so far away. You know? Jesus says, wait for the gift. It's like Christmas all over again. This this gift of, of the Holy Spirit that you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. And then in verse 6, next slide. Then they gathered around him and asked. This is what we all do. Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? Think about that. That's, that's so me. Jesus tells me to wait and I go, okay, are you going to do it now? 
wait, wait, I just, I just told you to, get, to not leave and just wait. So is now the time? <laughs> Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Is, is now the time? Jesus says this. Think, look, listen to his response. And this is, this is the whole point of this message. It is not for you to know the times or the dates the Father has set by his own authority. But when you wait, you will receive a gift. And this gift comes with power. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on your life. Jesus is talking to his disciples and his apostles, and it's plural. And every person that he's talking to, he says, if you wait for the gift, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my, say the word, witnesses in Jerusalem. Okay, so he's just talking to those guys, right? And in all Judea and Samaria. Oh, okay, he goes a little bit farther. And to the ends of the earth, you will be my witnesses. Why Christmas? Our whole lives were called to be witnesses, right? In and out of season, prepared to give a reason for the hope that, that we believe in, what we believe in, Jesus. But, but think about this Christmas season. And how a lot of times the churches are full on Christmas and, and Easter and, and nothing against that. I love it. Keep coming. Keep coming. But, but it's almost as if the world says on Christmas and Easter, all right, talk to me now. You can, you can get here. You know what I mean? And what if they've, during Christmas we're wanting to conform like the world is with the hustle and bustle and not Wait. Before I get any farther, let's pray. Jesus, we worship you today. Come on, you pray. Don't, don't just let me pray for you. What, what do you want to receive today? Oh, Jesus, speak to my heart. Speak to my heart. Through us, we... God, I don't want to rush this. I know I talk fast sometimes. God, I just want to abide in you and let your spirit do all the talking. In Jesus' name, amen. So let me ask you... How are you today? Come on, what's the answer? Oh, good, just busy. I, I mean, no condemnation. I say it all the time. I've been, I, I like not to just like think of something for a week and then preach it. I like to kind of like think it through. And so like the last few months, like when I'm at church, like here in this building, like people will ask me, yeah, that's not how you do I'll be like, good, man, just busy. I'll be like, I can't believe I just said that. Like, I've been thinking about that nonstop. Think about it. And, and it's honestly like, isn't it like maybe like we feel like it's a good thing to be busy? Or like it's a bad thing not to be? Think of it like this. They're like, hey, Pastor Dustin, how you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm good. I just got nothing to do. <laughs> I'm just resting in the Lord. Abiding in his mighty strength. <laughs> You'll be like, what? No, this guy doesn't do anything. <laughs> Think about it. There's like, though, is that right? To live like that? Like, good, just busy. Good, just busy. Well, well in, in the midst of good, just busy, does God have time to speak into your life? In the midst of good, just busy, like, like and, and you're trying to be open to the power of the Holy Spirit. 
You're trying to have revelation and deep thought. You're trying to know who to vote for. Trying to listen to the Lord for direction in the church or what church I should go to. But, but I'm just good, but, but I'm busy. I'm just on my, my phone. I'm just preoccupied. I'm consumed by all these things. Even these good intention things. I, I worry. God tells us for them to receive the Holy Spirit, they had to choose to wait. I'm all for schedule. I'm all about efficiency. I'm an Enneagram type three. Any type threes out there? The achiever. Don't let me fool you. I'm a wing four because I'm very emotional. I believe in that, but what I don't believe in is hurry. I don't believe this epidemic of busy is imperative to living a successful life. Perhaps the antithesis. My life as a kid, I was an impatient kid. I don't know if my parents remember like going to practice. If we were like five minutes like pushing it, I would be antsy in the car, like peewee football. I'd be antsy. Probably because Coach John Dudiak would have us run if we were late or something. I was thinking, no, no, I was thinking, I like rabbit trails. I was thinking about this the other day. In peewee football for the LaVale Lions, we had to run if we were late, and we can't drive ourselves to practice. <laughs> well, Dad, you go ahead and run. Coach John. <laughs> Think about, what? Oh, my gosh. I'm an impatient person, though. I am. Ask my wife. I am. God's helping me, though. But I don't believe in busy. And I'm, I'm someone that's a dreamer. Think ahead all the time, man. What, what, could, what could this be? What could this church look like in 10 years? What, what you know? With God, all things are possible. All your prayers, the thoughts that you think, Ephesians 3.20, they pale in comparison. They limit God in all facets. He is the impossible, the miracle worker. He's the great God and King. He can do all things. So we believe in that. And I look ahead, but I know He's the God not of just the tomorrow, but He's the God of today. He is the great I Am. And I can worship Him here and now on December 22nd. Not have to look ahead, right? Is this the way that our Christmas season looks? Is this the way our Christian life looks? And He shall be called Emmanuel, God with us. Man, when that person cut me off and I'm in a hurry and it's a school bus and they're stopping, do you have that sense of Emmanuel, God with me? <laughs> Don't even get me started with Walmart and Target and all that stuff. God with us. We do the lights, we do the Christmas trees, we do the presents, we do all the movies. I mean, there's some awesome movies 
out there. The Polar Express is one. I've seen 50 times, can't tell how many, 100. I mean, Duke loves the choo-choo, and we just keep watching it. And, it, and it, it'll preach. Like, if you miss a Sunday of church, just watch the Polar Express. <laughs> it's clear the season is based on Christian virtues, love, joy, peace, and giving. It's more blessed to give than it is to receive. But you know what? I think a lot of times when we feel busy and stuff, we don't really like giving. And, and, and there's a part of me, and I'll, I'll just be honest, like there's a, there a part in this season, can I, can I be honest with you, that we were going to Gabe's, I think, because it's cheaper at Gabe's. And Chantel was like, so we have to get gifts for, no, 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 no. And I was like, And I'm a pastor. <laughs> and it's more blessed to give than to receive. And I want to give to people, right? But, but it was like, it was one of those things I checked myself and I was like, this is just because I, I, the way that I am, you know, I'm, I'm just like, a, get ahead. So like, if I'm in a hurry, I'm not always all there. I get angry. I'm not that slow to become angry. Like, like think about it. If, if our lives, we, we, we put aside the hurry, and we went into Gabe's, it's just like, man, how can I bless someone? Think about that. Then I have no issues with all the people that I, well, you have this opportunity, you have this opportunity, you have this opportunity, you have this. Think about that. And my spirit becomes so blessed because it's more blessed more happy, more joyful to give than to receive. Someone pretty important said that. Jesus said that. So what does our life look like? Are we Christian witnesses in Target and Walmart and Hobby Lobby? That's like a Christian store. <laughs> Toys R Us. Do they have Toys R Us? And then Amazon Prime. Just kidding. How, how can you be a witness? That's all of us, though. I guess when you have to call customer service or something. I don't. I'm going out on a limb and say for most of us, and I say us on purpose, our Christmas season doesn't quite resemble what it looks like to have God with us. Even in the season of honoring God with us. Because God with us looks like this in Matthew 11. Come to me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke on you. Take yours off. Take mine on you. And learn from me. For I am meek and lowly in heart. And you shall find what? Rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Wait, but Jesus, this season is for you, but this season, it'll have to wait on that verse. For my yoke, when I'm, when I'm walking in the store, a burden is light. I, 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 re, I realize that a lot of people's Christmases, you know, might, might look different than past. You might even be wishing Santa Claus is coming if you're a parent. And uh, 
What I believe is that the Lord is the provider. And the Lord can meet your family. The Lord can be there in this season for every single person. No matter the circumstance, no matter if you don't even have lights up, you don't have all this stuff that we, that we talk about. You don't have to, man. Abide in Jesus this week. Abide in Jesus today. So I have a suggestion. What if we decided to make Christmas a season of witness? Not some corny thing, I'm going to make a stand. You know, that's great and all, but I'll take it a step farther. A season of Sabbath. A season where you return to child likeness. A place where you resist the pull of culture. Paul tells us to not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. We have an opportunity this holiday, and we have an opportunity at Easter, in the midst of all the other opportunities, to tell the world and to show the world what Jesus is like. And if in the midst of the stores, and in the midst of the malls, and the midst of eating, and the chaos, and all that, we set our Christian witness aside, God's not going to be able to work like he possibly could if we take a second and just, oh, how should I approach the day? How should I approach going into this store? It's very practical. So I have, I have actually three practical things that you can take for your life. It's, it's this, how can I be a witness? I like having something that you can actually like physically take and apply it to your life right here, right now. There's three things. Resist. Everyone say resist. resist. Return. Return. Remember. remember. Resist, return, and remember. We awake? Everybody awake? Good? Okay. Resist. How can I be a witness this Christmas, this next 10 days? I believe it goes beyond Christmas, but let's just talk Christmas since it's the season. Resist. Galatians 5, verse 1, awesome. It says, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. Now this is Paul talking to the church, the Galatian church. And uh, he's talking about something we're not really comfortable to talk about probably. It's uh, circumcision. And... Uh, he says it's for freedom that Christ set you free, so don't let yourself be bound again by having to conform to the law, right? It's grace, and you're saved by grace, and it's not by works. But I believe this can, this can be very broad as well. By a form of slavery. Let me, let me ask, and this might, this might step on some toes, like, Chantel says I'm extreme, so just take it with a grain of salt. Like, do you have to check your phone all the time? I mean, I mean, think about it when it's, on, when it's on the table and it's flipped upside down because that's, that's just the way it's supposed to be, right? Flipped upside down. Do you, what, time, what time is it? Dustin, you got to watch, but 
What, what time is it? Do I, do I? Let, me, let me ask you this. I'm extreme. Do you have to drink coffee every single day? People are like, of course not. I drink seven. <laughs> Think of it. Do you have to sleep until 12 every single day? And all the parents are like, thank you. My teen is nuts. Do you, no, no, but I mean, think of even these things, good intentions and all that, like, like, do you have to? Or, ha, or have you come under, under the grace of God, come under a form of slavery, of conform? Do you have to go into debt at Christmas time? Do you have to rush around? Do we have to get all the amazing name brand stuff? Do we, th think about like it's for freedom, son and daughter, that Christ has set you free. So, so don't, don't put on this yoke of slavery when Jesus has given you a yoke, a burden that's light, a yoke that is easy and that's rest for your souls. Don't set that off to the side to conform to the pattern of this world that leaves us empty and dry anyways. I'll get to that later. Resist the pull to conform. How can I be a witness? I can be a witness by resisting. Stand firm. I am free in Christ Jesus. I'm free to give. Ronald Rawheiser, a Catholic dude, I love his books. He says in The Holy Longing, The Search for a Christian Spirituality, he says this. We, for every kind of reason, good and bad, are distracting ourselves into spiritual oblivion. It is not that we have anything against God, depth, and spirit. We would like these. It is just that we are habitually too preoccupied to have any of these show up on our radar screens. We are more busy than bad, more distracted than the non-spiritual, and more interested, oh goodness, did I put this in there? More interested in the movie theater, the sports stadium, and the shopping mall, and the fantasy life they produce in us than we are church. Pathological busyness, distraction, and restlessness are major blocks today within our spiritual lives. Resist the pull to distraction and to conformity. Because what you do is you put chains over your life that weren't intended to be there. Self-inflicted chains. Not chains by the enemy. Change that you are too distracted and too quick. And you see, that's one of the reasons why I have to wake up early. Like before everything. Like, Trey, if I, if I go to work and I don't have my time abiding in the Lord, I'm quick. Are you? If I don't have my time with the Lord of, of reading, and, and, I, and I like the, you know, the, the spiritual disciplines, you know, pray and read the Bible. But you know, one thing that we need to add is not just doing the 365 days reading the Bible through. One thing we need to add is abiding in Jesus. Why don't we just read John 15 and just read a verse? Love as I have loved you. Read a verse. Abide. Just remain in me and I in you. And then you go... Help that to meet me, Lord. Help my life to look like that, to resemble that, even when I work. Even when my schedule is what I, what I don't want it to be. Even when I work night shift. 
Even when I've got a presentation tomorrow, Lord, do not be anxious about anything. Right? And the peace of God that surpasses understanding will guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. So there is a call to resist conformity. How can I be a witness this Christmas? Resist. I'm going to skip down to the next one. Return. Matthew 18, verse 3 says, and this is, this is the return. How can I be a witness? Return like a child. Truly, I tell you, unless you change and become like little children, this Christmas season, I'll add, you will never enter the kingdom of God. In other words, you will miss everything God intends for your life right here and right now. If we don't change, if we don't stop getting all focused on, on all these things that we become so skeptical more than we are believers and all this thing and this isn't real and that and whatever, like become like a child again. If I may challenge you, let's cue Tom Hanks at this moment. At one time, most of my friends could hear the bell, but as years passed, it fell silent for all of them. Of course, I'm going to cry with Polar Express. Even Sarah found one time, one Christmas, that she could no longer hear its sweet sound. Though I've grown old, the bell still rings for me as it does for all who truly believe. You might be 80 years old, you might be 10, you might be 60, you might be 55. My prayer is I want to hear the bell again, Lord. Can we become like a child and not be, have to be completely theologically accurate right now? Like I want to hear the bell again, Lord, as sweet today as it ever was. I want to receive your spirit and those sweet words that you spoke over my life when I was 14 and it changed the trajectory of my life forever. God, I want to hear it again. I want to just do Christian walk. I don't want to just know a lot about you. God, I want to sense your spirit in these moments. I want to become like a kid again. I don't need to have all the answers. God, I rest in you and you alone. Return to childlikeness. How can I, in Christmas season, enjoy Santa Claus? I've, in, enjoy the season. Just enjoy it. Be, and like I said, it's not my natural bent just to be, just enjoy. Just enjoy it, Dustin. This is what I am convinced of, convicted of. Resist, return, and then remember. Exodus 20. Verses 8 through 11 says, remember, this is uh, one of the Ten Commandments. Oh, we don't, we're not under law, Dustin, we're under grace. Yeah, so we can murder now, I guess. Now, this is, this is for our benefit. God writes these things for our benefit. It's the enemy that speaks to lies and conforms. Did God really say, do you have to do this now? Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Being holy is other. Holy is set apart. Holy is transcendent. Make the Sabbath day transcendent among other days. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, neither you nor your son. Listen, this could be Christmas. Think about it. No one... In your circle, no one that your hands touch, do any work this day. Remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. 
Verse 11, For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that is in them, but he rested on the seventh day. Well, God just needed a break, did he? All-powerful God needs a break? After just saying a few words? Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. How many of us want to have deep, meaningful years? Raise your hand. Meaningful years. Yeah, should be everybody. I was watching some home videos a while back. My wife's family. I just thought how amazing the, the kids were. Sean, Chantel, Kayla. So cool, you know. Family, it's just awesome. And I just wonder, like, you know, because we... we some of us have kids, and I'm going to have a second kid and stuff. Like, you almost want to ask the parents, like, were you going nuts at this time? Or, like, were you, like, really enjoying this time? Think about it, you know? Like, were you like, oh, my gosh, I can't even get through another day. I was like, but look at the kids, you know? It's like one of those things you look back. And I even look back at Duke's videos when he's just a bald-headed kid, like, did I enjoy those times or was I like, I can't sleep? And then that, that's real. Be honest, right? But at the same time, was, was I looking ahead at what God could do in the future and not enjoy what God is doing right now? Maybe that's why there's a call to a Sabbath. Maybe that's why we have Christmas in and of itself, December 25th, when we look and we see our kids opening presents and we see just being able to give, just being able to eat and to feast and to just have a good time and contemplate the goodness of the Lord. Don't forget, I want to have meaningful years. I don't want to look back and say, man, look at those videos. I wish I would have enjoyed those years. I don't want to look back and, and have the camera on me and I'm looking at my phone. <laughs> uh, is there like aliens? Are they looking? What are they looking through at that phone, you know? I want to have deep, meaningful years. This is where we bring it back around. Deuteronomy. It repeats itself. It says, observe the Sabbath day by keeping it holy as the Lord your God has commanded you. And then it talks down, does the same thing. And then in verse 15, this is the key. And this is what brings it full circle for us here today. Remember that you were slaves. This is verse 15. Yes. Awesome. Thanks, Ben. Remember that you were slaves in Egypt. Remember Galatians 5. It's for freedom that Christ has set you free. So don't be burdened again by your yoke of slavery. So he says, remember that you were slaves in the Sabbath in Egypt, and that the Lord your God brought you out of there with a mighty hand and outstretched arm. Therefore, the Lord your God has commanded you. Why? Because it benefits you to observe the Sabbath day. And yeah, I believe in a Saturday Sabbath. But I also believe maybe, and this could be my suggestion, and you could take it or leave it, but that we break our, our, our years up, maybe two, six in June, and we have a Sabbath in December. Just a thought. But remember that you had to, before you knew Jesus, you had to live according to the ways of this world. 
you were essentially slaves to Egypt or society or the American dream or what have you. Remember that that's the way you used to live, but Christ has set you free from that. So now you can enjoy and not conform. Now you can love. Now you can live. Now it's John 10.10. Life to the fullest. I understand what that is. Jesus, it's being present in the moment that you're going to supply. I don't have to worry. I am free. It's for freedom that Christ has set me free. John Mark Comer says this, and I'm almost done. A couple more. John Mark Comer in his book, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. Really good book. Brand new book. I read it. It's really good. Inspired a lot of this. Uh, But John Mark Comer says, love, joy, and peace are at the heart of all Jesus is trying to grow in the soil of your life. And all three are incompatible with hurry. And John Ortberg, he's like a genius, psychologist, and said, I cannot live in the kingdom of God with a hurried soul. Did you know that January is the most depressing month of the year? Think about that. Why is that? And I, and I would go as far as to say for Christians too. Because we're just right along with everybody else in our December 25th rush. We're going, 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 we're hustling, we're hurrying, we're doing all, we're late, we're late, you know. January, the the year of new beginnings. January, the month of new beginnings. Fresh start, resolutions, goals. This is what my year is going to look like. And that's so Jesus, right? He makes all things new. The old is gone and the new has come. Behold, a new birth, a rebirth. That is Jesus. January, we have a chance and, and all of us are depleted and in debt. Yeah, you can laugh. Maybe if you take December and you really abide in Jesus as a Sabbath month, maybe you just hit January rejuvenated and refreshed and inspired with a new perspective. With a resolution for the year. One, not 20. Like one, something that you can keep. So what is Sabbath? I was just thinking about this and sorry, I, I am a kid. What is Sabbath? It is Simba going out to the field to look at the stars. Simba, remember who you are. Sabbath is allowing interruptions like the Polar Express, getting on the train even though you don't know where it's going. Just getting on. So now, it's your turn. Let's stand. Sometimes I don't like standing because it, it kind of changes our mindset. I just want us to, I, I just want us to stay in this thought, this, this abiding thought. I want to give you time to just receive from the Holy Spirit. So we got resist, return, and remember. Resist the pull, return to childlikeness, and remember. Remember the Sabbath. Because I believe it's our turn to be a witness. It's our turn to change the course of society. No one else. No one else. It's our responsibility. We, we take responsibility 
for the way the church looks in society, in America. We take responsibility. I want to be a witness. It's our turn. In Acts 1, it tells us, what's it tell us to do? Wait. Slow down. The Gospel. Jesus became a boy. He told Mary, Jesus was born of the flesh according to David. Jesus was born according to the Spirit, the Son of God, fully God, fully man. Jesus came born of a virgin, lived the perfect life that we couldn't live. We messed up. Adam and Eve had a chance, but they came into agreement with what the serpent said, and now we're all, we're all in that place apart from Jesus. But Jesus, not, not having the sinful nature, Jesus chose to live according to the plans of the Father and please the pa- Father perfectly, right? He's not just the way by which we get to heaven. He's the way by li- which we live this Christian life. So Jesus lives 30 years. He was probably a carpenter. Just like a lot of us, we just work, you know, for 30 years. Jesus was perfect, though. Think about that, man. Jesus was perfect. And then he... Then the time comes in his ministry for, they say, about three years. And then he goes to the cross for us. Suffers and dies for us. But it doesn't stop there, right? Three days later, Jesus is raised from the grave. The Father lifts him by the power of the Spirit. Raised from the grave. But you know what? It doesn't stop there it continues going continues going and then a few moments later Jesus is ascended and then the people gather in the upper room and the Holy Spirit falls and it's not baptized in water anymore it's baptized by the power of the Holy Spirit and people receive the Holy Spirit in that moment but you know what it didn't stop there it continues up to this day and all of us here today if we just wait on the Lord if we just seek his face the Holy Spirit will fall in this room so that we can be his witnesses because why Jesus changes everything Jesus changes everything oh the presence of the Lord is what we need today let us give him permission let us not hurry past this moment of what he wants to do This is church now. This is the moment that we've all been waiting for where the Holy Spirit now has permission to have His way in this room, in my life, in my soul. Holy Spirit, You have permission today. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, You are worried and upset about many things. He wants to show that He's not oblivious about your circumstance. He wants to show that He's not misinformed. He's not ignorant about all the things, all the division, all the circumstance and the spirit that are are working against. He is not ignorant, but He says, few things are needed, Martha. Or indeed, only one. Mary has chosen what's better and will not be taken from her. Today, this is for you. Resist, return, and remember, Jesus changes 
everything. Oh, the presence of the Lord is what we need. And if the world sees that on your life, sees the freedom, sees the joy, sees the Christmas spirit or the Christ spirit in you and in your family, oh, what a witness that would be. Amen? Jesus, would you have your way now as we sing? Jesus, would you have your way now as we offer our whole bodies, our whole lives? Holy Spirit, do a mighty work in this room. In Jesus' name, amen.